0: I'm Jess and I'm Heidi and welcome to another episode of Betty squared today we are looking at chapter 113 biblical and Mm -hmm. it's exactly what it sounds like (laughs) yeah literally literally the end of days yes
1: yeah that seems to be where we're heading currently
0: Yes, which is ironic because I'm actually taking a mythology class at college at the moment, Um, and so I have been reading all about destruction myths and, like, the end of days, and we got put in this stupid group assignment, which I hate group assignments, especially at a college level, and we had to tell or create our own myth Mm. and then – tell the story in like a a children's book format and our professor was like took marks off because he was like well your myth wasn't original like the like deconstruction of the earth like the plague and like a flood washing everybody out and having to start humanity again is not original and we were like sorry where in the instructions did you say this had to be like an original concept yeah no that's weird Anyway, I went on to rate my professor and gave him a really bad mar- like a really bad review because I was I was very very bitter. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way it goes nowadays. Be careful, y'all. There's somewhere to rate everybody. And well,
0: yeah, he was that's he also said like he's like this out of all the students I've ever taught, this is the most aesthetically pleasing like you've really like stepped up a level with your presentation fun fact and also not sponsored i actually used canva to create this uh presentation unlike veronica who literally <laughs> used canva to like do some mathematical budgeting stuff which is not what canva is for canva just yeah. makes things look pretty but then he was like oh but i'm taking away marks because it wasn't an original story And I was like, that is the biggest backhanded compliment I have ever heard. I also hate your class, and I'm really glad we're done. So now I'm going to go give you a bad review.
1: There you go. (laughs) You made this
0: class way harder than it needed to be. It was literally like, here is the textbook. Now answer 20 million questions. Uh, Upload 20 million discussions. And by the way, here's some group projects. Uh, You're expected Mm -hmm. to meet once a week with your group. And we're like, this is an online class. We chose this so we don't have to see anybody.
1: Yeah. Anyway. That's so weird. <laughs> it's just so weird. Enough about
0: me. Let's talk more about Riverdale.
1: Oh, do we have, well, I guess, what's your favorite biblical plague?
0: Oh, is that a thing that we're supposed to have? No. I'm just curious. Okay, so I will say like growing up in like a Catholic household. Or what scared not that it was like the most Right. I was gonna say not that it was like ever forced down my throat or anything like that. We my mom with a was atheist, but my dad was raised Catholic and I had a somewhat Catholic upbringing. Um, so I was very familiar with the plagues. I remember watching like um the Ten Commandments when I was a kid and mm. all of that and being like, whoa. Um The one that always scared me was the death of the firstborn, because I am firstborn. Oh, shit. But then... I Now, again, this is me coming from a really, really uneducated background and not being a practicing Catholic. I can't quite remember how this all goes. Wasn't it something like if you... Painted the Mm -hmm. archways of your house with lamb's blood, your child would be sick. That wasn't mentioned in this one, though, right?
1: That wasn't mentioned in Riverdale. No, they didn't. There wasn't necessarily a warning in the same way that went out.
0: No, because they all just freaking dropped dead. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Well, and I I think that that's. Because the, I think the way that it, I mean, and I could be wrong too, because I, I grew up in a v- vaguely religious environment that wasn't directly given from my parents. They raised me to believe what I wanted to believe. Uh, jokes on them. <laughs> I'm an atheist. Um But <laughs> best thing they could have done for me. I was, though, you know, very close with some cousins who grew up very religiously and evangelically. So it was... You know, loud and pretty in my face when I was a kid. And I think the way that they, at least what I remember from Prince of Egypt, which is the movie that scared me about the first child death, which would not affect me personally because I'm the youngest um, of my family. Um, But I think the way that it went out was like, if you are a believer, it's to protect the believers. Like if you're a believer, then you would do this and do the lamb's blood over the door or whatever. Because it was the non-believers that would were affected, I believe, I think.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I, was it in the movie, The Ten Commandments, the one with Charlton Heston? I never saw oh, my, that. Oh, it was a great, like, really, like, iconic piece of cinema. Um, yeah, it was... Also, or maybe it c- could have just been something I saw on TV, like, around, like, Easter or something like that. Or it could have been something that I... I watched in, like, a religion class in elementary school. I don't know. But I remember being really frightened by the death of the firstborn because I remember everybody in the class being like, oh, I'm fine. I have an older brother. I have an older sister. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to die then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm fucked. Uh, Yeah, no, it was Prince of Egypt that that got it for me. I don't know if you've seen that. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Prince Prince of of Egypt Egypt
1: had a really scary scene in regards to, like, the firstborn child like dying and that going through the town and very creepy and, and very scary as a kid.
0: So what was what was yours? What was the one that scared you the most? Oh, it's that, that one that, also? It's that one too. Yeah. yeah. Because the other
1: ones it's like, yeah, a lot of frogs, water's fucked up. Like it's scary. It would it wouldn't be fun, but it's not like it it no like escalates so yeah, it escalates so quickly to, like, people dying. So I think there's a big jump there, personally. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do too. I mean, it's like the locusts come and the frogs and all of that, which you can avoid if you're inside. And also, it for me, the locusts were always, like, going for the not the livestock the um the crops yes i never felt like they were going for the humans so like no there's a plague on
1: your crops yeah
0: right they're annoying but like they're not going to kill you Mm -hmm. the water turning to blood or the rivers running red okay cool just don't go near them um but yeah the uh the death of the firstborn that one that's pretty insane yeah that's some vengeful type shit
1: Yes, it, it's definitely what you save for last, for sure. Yeah. Do well, we?
0: I was gonna say full just dis- full disclosure here. Heidi knows <laughs> uh, the app that I use to write all my notes on Riverdale. uh, just the generic like notes section on my iPhone. I decided to do a big clean out of that last week, and I've deleted my notes for this entire episode. So, um. While I do remember the episode in parts, I'm going to actually lead, let Heidi lead the charge for this. Um, Sorry, yeah. in advance. No, come on. <laughs> we we literally went to hit record and I said, okay, let me just open my notes. Oh my God, everything is gone from my phone because I deleted everything last week. So apologies. Um, I did, with Heidi's help, discover the baby Anthony number because I know that, <laughs> that, that that's what I'm here for. Yes, I got to take some light out of this really terrible dark situation, which is this season of Riverdale. (laughs) Um, So I found a shooting script, and I was able to count up the baby Anthony's. So I do have a total for you. Unfortunately, I can't. Oh God, yeah. But um, I'm gonna make. um, I normally I make Heidi guess, which she knows because she helped me find it. So yes, that's where we're where we're at. So Heidi. You start wherever you want to, and I'll just follow you.
1: Yeah, you know, so the episode itself begins with finding out about the the plagues that are starting to happen, so we're getting into the biblical stuff, and nobody seems Mm -hmm. too phased by it, which I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Nobody's phased
0: by anything in this town anymore, I don't know if you've noticed that.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean, maybe it's because of the way that we were showing it was like, this person notices the frogs, and then Betty notices the flies, and like it's all like spread out. So maybe right. it's because they're not all connecting the dots to one another. I'm willing to give them a little wiggle room, but I think, I think the whole situation's really sus, and I would have been more concerned than they are, but because I know where it's leading as well, because as we were just talking about, we're, we're both traumatized by the firstborns dying um, in, in plagues. So, yeah,
0: um,
1: unfazed. And then uh, my my first. Um, I don't know if we were supposed to talk about positives, but I think that's not possible for the rest of the season. I don't. Oh, think...
0: I didn't know if that was a thing. I that d- we were wasn't still sure. Doing, I
1: wasn't sure either. So my notes aren't that way. So no worries about staying positive. If that's
0: you know. Yeah, because I was going to say, I certainly (laughs) haven't stuck to that. No, me, me
1: either. Okay, uh, just we're putting
0: that out there. But um,
1: my first note officially is about Veronica, because I hate the way that she reacts to being like an event planner. I actually think an event planner makes and like, or even as far as like a wedding planner, that actually is the perfect career choice for her.
0: I agree. I actually think that that would be a fantastic job for her to do.
1: It's but yeah, so she good. she
0: came in so like coldly. And I'm just an event
1: planner. Like I used to be the she-wolf of Wall Street.
0: <laughs> I know she said it, and I was like, "Girl, really? Um, Come on!"
1: And now I'm just a I'm just an event planner for my friend's wedding. They tr- they're trusting you to put together the most important day of their lives. Like, or what society's, you know, claims or whatever. But still, like, there's, I don't know. I think that there's a world in which she realizes that's a passion for her. And that makes a lot of sense for her. And I wish she could see that. But it doesn't seem like from the way that this episode went that that's how that's going to go for her. But, like,
0: why did she have such a strong reaction? Like, it sort of seemed like it was leading us to be like oh, she just wants to plan her and Archie's wedding. But, I mean, like, you know, like, um, it was triggering her. But the thing is, as well, just really quickly on that, is that she and Archie Mm. are not endgame. Because look at how many times they have tried before. Oh, you
1: you think they're not endgame?
0: correct I do not think they're endgame because I just think that they 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 both love the idea of love and Mm. they both have it with each other but really what it is is just like hormones and they're just like super sexually attracted to each other I don't think they're compatible in any way shape or form he will never give her what she wants and she will always expect too much of him
1: well, here's something I don't agree that they're endgame. To put that out there, but we can talk about that a little bit more later. No, no, I, no. Wh- I
0: said I said I don't think they're endgame. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're agreeing with me, saying that.
1: No, no, I do not agree with you. Wait, you think they're endgame? I don't know if I think that they're endgame. I, I don't agree with you that they're not, for sure. Like I do not I, I don't feel that that way about them. But we should talk about don't that f- later.
0: Okay, when okay, we get okay. to the part
1: where she's talking to Tabitha about it because I have thoughts yeah. about that. Um, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And I'll explain my reasoning for not agreeing with you there.
0: Um, okay, because you, yeah, you still lost me because I'm like, if you don't agree with me, then you think the other thing, but you don't also think the other thing. We'll come back to it.
1: <laughs> the world isn't black and white, um, and so I can have feelings it's... in between.
0: Right, but black and white just makes it so much easier. To I know just, like, you would go, like that. Yes or huh? no?
1: That's why I'm here. <laughs> That's why I, I'm in your life um to throw you for a loop um but uh, i don't know what i was gonna say
0: uh we were talking about uh veronica being an excellent wedding planner but really having like a hard time with with that whole thing
1: i had another thought but it's gone sorry complete it's okay um but i do have a, i do have a note about archie but it's actually more so about kj um oh, okay because from this season of riverdale uh i'm worried that kj is one of those celebrities that doesn't shower you know how like <sighs> okay because his hair's so greasy this season does that do they know that- about dry shampoo
0: that does track. Yes, his hair is very greasy. So just greasy. Like um Betty's always looks dry. I don't always know what dry. the hair and makeup team
1: always does so on this dry. show.
0: But yeah, hers always looks dry and his yeah. his this season, you're right, specifically so this season.
1: Bad. Yeah. Like and I know it's longer and I it's a- absolutely hilarious. I'm not because we all know i don't avoid spoilers but i don't i don't necessarily seek them out i just let if the if i see things then i see things and it's so funny this season to just see the tiktoks and see the twitter comments about like this is what's happening in riverdale right now and it's just so off the wall insane um (laughs) but i have seen that there's going to be a flashback at some point and so i'm like is that why he's growing out his hair like, specifically for the flashback scenes. But he never really had, like, I feel like this
0: is the longest he's ever had so, his hair.
1: Longest he's ever had his hair? The oily, oiliest he's ever <laughs> been in his life.
0: Maybe he's going through late puberty because we never really saw him go through puberty? Um,
1: I think it's too late for the second, for like the men's, you know how men just have like second puberties that are super strong? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Not it's like really, the thickening.
1: Not. Okay, so a great example of it. <laughs> Speaking of being the youngest, I have an oldest brother. And he was very skinny, like, growing up. Like, the bastard was a skinny guy. Um, which was always funny because he was, like, he played the tuba. And, like, he was in circumstances where it's, like, you're the skinny guy with, like, this big tuba. That's hilarious. Um, okay. But then, like, mid-20s, he had his second puberty and like is this like
0: a glow-up
1: not necessarily a glow-up he he basically like filled out like a man like he went from being the skinny gangly kid to like being like the same height but like on his driver's license from being like 15 to 22 or 24 or something like that like his neck is just thicker like he's not taller he's not he's not fat he's not like bigger in that way he's still I skinny but like becomes thicker and like becomes like a man and so it's like that's already happened for for kj and I, yeah i don't know i don't know what the reason is i don't know if it's his fault or the makeup department's fault or what i think
0: it's the makeup department's fault because <laughs> it's again, so bad look at like victoria uh, victoria veronica's hair is always beautiful yeah it always looks great. Now they don't really do much with her. It's like her iconic like hair down. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But his no, every- hair is always dry and yeah. it's it's like yeah. Archie's hair is now this long, oily puby <laughs> mess. It's so gross. Uh
1: but uh, sorry KJ. You know, it's also probably so good for his hair too. To give him that credit.
0: Um it's probably but it like does it looks wet?
1: It looks oily, like, all the time. And I, uh, to the, you know, it's hard being blonde, uh, it's hard being blonde, um, because (laughs) if you're naturally blonde, you just generally tend to be on the drier side anyway as a human, like, I, I am just not very oily as a person, like, my hair doesn't get oily ever, um, Mm -hmm. You know, unless I add oil to it. So, and then when you bleach your hair on top of that, it makes it even drier. So I feel, right. I feel for Betty, but I, yeah, there's a whole team behind behind them to add a little oil to that, that hair. Like, please, so just run your hands the... through KJ's and then like <sighs> run it through.
0: <laughs> oh God! So you have just like unlocked a memory from. Um, oh no. Oh, girl, I'm going to tell you because, like, we're talking about teens and puberty and oil and stuff like that. Oh, God. So um, I, as you know, do a lot of local youth productions here in Orlando. And uh, once upon a time, I did a hairdressing degree. So they'll occasionally have me come in, especially if it's something tricky to do with hair and makeup. They'll have me come in and, um, like, help out. And this one child came up to me. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can still feel it. Oh, no. And she goes, I'm scared. Can you, can you help me do my hair? And I was like, sure. I was like, oh, did you just get out of the shower? And she's oh, no. like, no. And I said, oh, your hair's a little bit wet. And then, like, I, like, parted it. And she had all this dandruff on her scalp. And her hair was soaking with oil. And I, like... It took everything in me. And even now talking about it, like, I feel like I'm going to throw up.
1: That poor kid.
0: I mean, they're going through puberty. She was literally like a middle schooler. You know, she's yeah. right at that prime age. But, God, oh. it was hard for me to, like, get through that. And, I, you know, I did her hair and then I went and, like, sanitized my hands. Then I went and washed my hands. And then I sanitized <laughs> again and I washed again. And then I put gloves yeah. on because I was like, I can't touch I can't touch these wet, sticky children. <laughs> these wet, sticky children. Why are they sticky? They are. Ugh. They're always sticky.
1: <sighs> well, another faux pas uh, in terms of uh, presentation that we can jump to is that for some reason in the like one shot of Betty working at like the weird like basement <laughs> that they work in for the <sighs> FBI, um, she's wearing a see-through
0: shirt. Yes, I noticed that too. And I thought that was a very strange choice.
1: It was super weird. Like, it felt like they didn't realize it was see-through. And I'm like, how do you not realize you have cameras? Like, there's a whole, like, area of sets where you can see what's happening.
0: I am wondering If it was intentional? No, I'm just wondering if everybody realizes this is finishing up and they've just just stopped giving a fuck because i don't know the first season was so good and then they did the cult storyline and everything went to shit which was so disappointing because we all
1: know if you have listened back to those episodes how excited i was for the cults
0: I was so excited for Chad Michael Murray. And, like, know, look what happened. Yeah, you Blued were like, everything. oh, the cult storyline. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, It was something. It was something. That's very true.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Very weird. Um, yeah,
0: odd. Very strange. Odd. Yeah.
1: The next thing that I found to... Be, I'm, I'm doing great with the segues right here. The next thing oh, that I, I found it. to be odd was tony asking cheryl to be the fucking uh person who married her in fangs officiant yeah that's fucking weird it's also really hurtful yes it's so it's so hurtful it's so it's just like completely selfish and it makes no it just makes no sense why would you why would you ask Cheryl to do that. That's when, so horrible.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was really nasty. I mean, I think what the intention behind that was that, you know, it was include you it in was, the day. Well, it was it was something where she was like, you know, you're the only person that I would want to do this and create this union because you're so important to me. But yeah, it was Freaking cold. It's.
1: If I was Cheryl and my ex, who I still felt so strongly for, came to me and said, Hey, will you shotgun marry me and the guy I had a baby with? Mm. I would say, Fuck you. Yeah. Like, because if that's the reason, like, I totally understand the reasoning you said. If that's the reason, then you need to do some deeper digging into why you want me to be a part of your wedding day because that's not normal that's not normal
0: it um i don't know if you've ever seen the movie muriel's wedding it was um it was an australian film it actually like it was exported it was um how tony colette got her Mm. start in in um international film Mm. she was the star in that and it was just about this girl that was obsessed with abba and wanted to get married she didn't necessarily care to who she just wanted to be married she was obsessed with weddings um it was a really good film and then what happens is she starts dating this guy and he's really into her and then some arranged marriage thing comes up and she like jumps at the opportunity and she invites the guy she was dating to the wedding and there's this one scene where she like runs past him and he's like devastated it's like doing that
1: yeah and god it's just it's just what i said like if you if you are interested in including your ex-lover in your wedding in such a direct way then you need to do some inner digging and think why you would want that Normal people don't want that. You might invite your ex to your wedding as a guest. Maybe they're, e- maybe you feel close enough even that they're in your bridal party. I still think that's pretty cruel too.
0: Yes, I do um, too.
1: But like, that's even better than, like, it would have been one thing if she was like, Tony wants me to be your maid of honor. I'd been like, Ooh, that's shitty. But like. It's not the officiant Like fucking hell. You yeah. want me to seal your marriage to someone else? Okay.
0: I know we've jumped forward seven years. I know Tony It doesn't had matter. A baby, they haven't. Yeah. There's not enough time that has passed for her to have healed for that to be an appropriate thing.
1: And it's not like their their relationship continued in a healthy way from there. Because they did break up seven years ago or whatever. Right. But they broke up seven years ago. Tony went off and went to college and lived her life. Cheryl became a hermit and basically was stuck oh in that. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, Cheryl this was is the a context. Hermit. Yeah, this is oh, the so context. God. This is this is the context for this for this. So that basically Cheryl, means Cheryl, who that dresses she's...
0: the way she dresses, who behaves the way she behaves. Was a recluse and they wanted to be oh like she was a
1: recluse and hermit. It's so stupid that they did that. It was so stupid. But um, basically, that means when
0: Archie got attacked by the bear. Though,
1: <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm in- gonna end this. It's over.
0: Um, oh my god. No, I'm sorry. Please keep going.
1: But Cheryl was basically stuck in that mindset for seven years. That's why Cheryl, yeah. we get frustrated because we're like, "Why is she? Why is she doing these things that she used to do? Why is she not grown?" Because she hasn't grown. Because she hasn't had any life experience. Because she hasn't been doing anything except for this. And so, she there is not that growth that would have needed to be done that usually time affords. But in this case, it time does not equal up in actuality to what these two people are experiencing
0: with their relationship.
1: Right. So yeah, that's fucked up. I didn't like it.
0: No, I don't either, but she did it. So I don't know. Does that mean that she's the bigger person for being able to come to terms with that? Yes.
1: And that she didn't wear white or like wear a dress Tony's so lucky Cheryl didn't wear a dress with her titties out and like you know she would have she would have like done it in like full red she's so lucky that Cheryl didn't do that she would have that's why she wore this the I know it was because it was her um serpent jacket but like that's why she wore the red leather because she didn't want to show up Tony and that was a pure kindness of her Mm. you're welcome for the wedding gift
0: I also didn't like Tony's dress.
1: It was fine. It wasn't anything. I thought it was going to be like amazing, but it wasn't. No, nah. it was fine.
0: Yeah. It Not was like average. major. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Next. Oh, just just Jughead eating mystery food in the bunker. That was chill and normal for him to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That made me crack up so bad. Like, really? I mean, I suppose if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. But that was the dumbest shit that, like...
1: I could see Archie doing that before Jughead.
0: No, I could see Jughead doing that. Because remember, occasionally, occasionally Jughead... um, is true to the comics now in the <laughs> comics he ate a lot so it yeah. makes sense for his character in essence yes to eat that but yeah
1: just just jeez, just, just silly um <laughs> something something else that i realized for the first time this episode was that we haven't really seen heather and cheryl on the same plane together and standing we've seen them standing in Like, we've seen them, like, standing in a room together, but, like, not in a way where you can see the height difference between them. Oh, yeah,
0: because, because... She's um, so tall! She's really tall. But, again, like, this... mm, It's going to be interesting. I still don't trust Heather. I still don't know what's going on with her. Um, And I don't see any chemistry between the two of them. So I'm curious to see how that is going to play out.
1: Well, here, here are some thoughts that I have. Uh, I love the height difference. I love the idea of Cheryl being the baby spoon. I think that that's adorable. (laughs) I don't know if that's what they're actually doing, but I think it's cute if it is. I mean, like we can pretend. I love that. Um, Also, I can definitely see that, although their styles, I mean, weren't the same in the least, but like Cheryl always is kind of wearing different things. So um, it's not like a stretch for her, but I do think there's a little bit of... Heather's style blending into Cheryl. There's like a particular, like, very library tweed, like s- sweater set outfit going on. This episode it wasn't a sweater; it was like a blazer, but it was like mm-hmm. very eighties and like very sweater set esque and very librarian y And I was like, ooh, maybe oh yes, styled- because
0: we we can't forget that she's a librarian."
1: No, and also you can't forget that they're lesbians, and lesbians like to share clothes. Um, this okay. is a gen This is because you know they just like any couple, you start to kind of look like each other, like how like people look like their
0: dogs a little bit. Oh God, I don't want to look like my husband. <laughs> just, I mean, no you know, offense to your him, your styles That's-
1: tend to me- to mesh.
0: Um, no, well, I don't think. I- but you know, my husband—it's a stereotype. Know how polar- yeah, yes. you know how polar different we are. I will say I now just live in leggings and oversized t-shirts, <laughs> but that's just because I'm lazy, not because I want to look like my husband. My husband does not live in leggings and oversized t-shirts. <laughs> he actually dresses way better than I do, but Yeah, I mean, I don't say say whatever you want about um Heather. There's something not right there. Yeah, no.
1: I hear you, I hear you. So far, so good. Uh,
0: we got another season to get rid of her. <laughs>
1: um, then uh, I thought this was where I thought this was Nana Rose dying. So I wrote <laughs> by <laughs> Nana Rose in my note, but she actually hadn't died at that point. I didn't realize it till she did die later yeah, on that
0: was that was very strange <laughs> because the way it was done i also thought she was dead too yeah but like what he just kind of like took he her essence that. to start the murder of the firstborn
1: well it was all kind of weird right because it was them trying to kill because cheryl's actual intended gift for tony is killing Percival um so the way that they try to do that is by setting him on fire from far away and Mm -hmm. he like starts to counter the spell but then it looks like the spell because the spell is you know a totem a doll on a table with you know some stuff and and some sigils and stuff and it's on (laughs) fire stuff (laughs) well that's what it is (laughs) some stuff sigils and and stuff you know um and it's on fire and then when he counters the spell the fire goes away it do- the fire doesn't come back when Nana Rose is on fire so it seemed like he ended the spell but then it turns out that he transferred it was just weird like why would the he yeah. should have made it look like so that so it didn't so they couldn't tell that he did anything and then like if it just kept being on fire and then all of a sudden Nana Rose is on fire then i don't know mm-hmm. if they would realize he moved it
0: so quickly i mean also i'm sorry but seeing nana rose on fire was horrific (laughs) so insane it was really like unbearable to watch and i know that nana rose is like a little bit cuckoo for cocoa puffs but yeah she's a little not great and, you know, and she's done some questionable things, but <laughs> watching her catch on fire was barbaric.
1: I mean, uh, it was pretty good technical effects because it was so disturbing. But then she, like, survived
0: that? I don't like, know if what, I would let, want to survive yeah. that. No, that pretty bad. Yeah, cause she was real on fire. But then um, she ended up dying anyway, so it was just prolonging her death? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Her last days were painful. Yeah. <laughs> like you could kind of argue that Percival going back to finish the job was a mercy <laughs> like a little bit
0: cuz oof, uh, ouch. Yeah, girl, it was that was really effing rough.
1: Yeah, pretty brutal, pretty brutal. Yeah. Um I laughed looking at my next note while you were talking because I so don't want to talk about it.
0: But Oh Jesus. Yeah. Wait, should I guess? yeah you should guess okay it's got to do with archie
1: nope
0: oh okay well kind um, of
1: inadvertently has to do with archie
0: is it to do with archie and percival no
1: i should just tell you you're not. yeah guessing i i don't think um, i'm gonna get it well part of the storyline this episode was that veronica felt bad because of where she is in her current life which is not just career also love life she's not really used to being single or girl um as right. much as i suggest it every time i think we talk being
0: single is great for her yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah i really think it would be a good idea um because she's oh oh i remember what i wanted to say you remember at the beginning i forgot what i wanted to say yeah. i remember it okay before it goes away so my thought about the veronica like she should enjoy being an event planner because that actually makes more sense for her rather than the she-wolf of Wall Street, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I please think... don't
0: ever say she-wolf of Wall Street ever again. But I just, it's I can't. it's so
1: cringy. I have to say it. Oh, and that's God. the last time. I won't say it again. But I think that her thing about that is that she thinks that what she wants to be Is her is a better version of her father, more successful, like a better person like she wants to be that first and she's because she's wanted to be that for so long to prove, you know, whatever she's wanted to prove about herself versus her father. Right. But I think that that's a trauma response to dealing with an abusive father who is violent and, you know, all these things and just whatever other trauma she, you know, has gone through since she was younger. Um, and I think that she doesn't know who she is and she doesn't know what she wants. She's Agreed. not actually the Shame Wall Street. She's not actually <laughs> this black widow. She's not that person. She is a from what we've seen of her, especially in the early days, a nice girl who wants to be a good friend and a good partner and cares about people. And I wish that the show would let her be that and would let no, her figure that out for herself.
0: Yeah, they forced her into this, like, you know, this temptress and it's, kind of thing. And it's just not who she is. Not really. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that's a really um, profound um, observation because it's very easy to write her off. Yeah. Uh, because she's so extra with everything that she does, but yeah, I think you're right. I think in at in the at the essence at her core, she yeah she just wants to be loved.
1: And I think the. Because the the way that we've always talked about it too is that like Veronica and Cheryl speak in this like elevated language. Yes. They're overcharacterized. They have these like really big, like tropey things that they say and things that they do and ways that they act and ways that they dress. And for Cheryl, there's an aspect of the way that her character is written and the aspect of maybe Madeleine that although there's that elevated, like escalated characterization there's a heart behind it consistently Mm. her love for her brother her love for tony you know things like that like those are really consistent strong story aspects about her that ground her in reality in some way and give her more color than they give veronica because She doesn't have that. The only consistent, like, thing that she cares about is Archie. But that's not even consistent.
0: No, it's not. She, yeah, that's what I mean. She always goes back and forth about that.
1: Yeah. So, and there's nothing else to ground her. Because even though, even though Cheryl, you know, and Tony went through their things, she still always loved Tony at the heart of it. And regardless of where she was with her love life, she always loves Jason. She'll always talk yes. about Jason. She'll a- she'll always do that. And Veronica doesn't have that. She doesn't have that at all.
0: In any think, way. I don't think she knows how to.
1: I mean, maybe. Or she just has been written to not have that thing. And I think it is a detriment to the way that we view Veronica. Because just like you said, we write her off. And I think that that's been done because she doesn't have these other things to ground her
0: it's kind of like you know how they never know how to write for alice
1: yes yeah yeah i think her this stuff's is... not consistent yeah 100%. yeah
0: i think that this has just been a later acknowledgement because i think we've always thought that veronica knows what she's doing and knows what she wants but yeah i think this episode was very evident that yeah she has no idea who she is anymore
1: no i don't think so i don't know if she ever did
0: um i think she thought she did or at least was like lying to herself that she did yes but she can be a pretty convincing convincing liar
1: but what i what i did want to transition to but (laughs) was a note that i laughed about was when veronica starts singing at
0: the rehearsal dinner oh my god it was cringy How did I not come up with that? I thought, I just, because I immediately was like, oh, it's Archie. She hates Archie.
1: I mean, it's true, but Tony makes this face when Veronica's singing, and I was like, that's me. Like, that, that was exactly it's, my face. Just the horror. What are you the, doing? Um,
0: it's the face that Chrissy Teigen made at the Oscars that one year. <laughs> that became yes. a meme. Where yes. she's like smiling, but she's like, oh my god. Oh god. Oh god
1: like oh that was brutal
0: yeah and that was selfish of her yes how dare she get up there and she do that
1: it was psychotic it was insane
0: to do that yeah, and then then even Betty was like hey that was an awesome that was, that was a well, she used a word she's like oh that was like know. a that yeah, was quite down. the performance yeah
1: well, that's all we that we don't have to talk about that more um because that sucked
0: uh, yeah it was not it was not yeah yeah no, it was bad no yeah okay um, moving right on <laughs>
1: next thing was that i'm i'm just worried about kev i like i'm that
0: not fuck him he turned around this episode i don't care
1: <gasps> why why do you feel <laughs> what's
0: happening <laughs> I'm so bitter.
1: (laughs) About what? What did he do? No, I
0: just... Him. He's all like, I want to be a dad. I don't want to be a dad. I'm going to New York. I'm not going to New York. I'm going to make out with Percival. I'm not going to make out with Percival. I don't care. He can just die now. I'm done with him. He's the new Polly. Oh, oh. Then he was all like, you messed up my artistic vision. Fuck your artistic vision. You're performing at SlaughterCon, you nuffer.
1: Nuffer. Okay, that's it. Wow, that was a good uh, one. Yeah, I don't
0: know I don't know what a nuffer is. I just, that was well, the word that came to my head.
1: I I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> to, okay, he did all that, and that was definitely annoying, and I had my grievances. But this episode was the one where he, you know, fi- like, was spying on Percival. Too that was Weird. The weird, the way that they, like made him realize that like Percival's evil was weird um but
0: I do it like perfect Riverdale
1: yeah it was exactly Riverdale very little um actuality behind it let's make it quick and fast and now we're getting to yeah. the next plot point
0: yeah Um <laughs> exactly
1: but I appreciate I appreciate the strides that he's made so far um and I'm worried about him because I know they're they're using him as a you know, as a little spy, and I think that that's obviously that didn't last very long at all because immediately Percival knew that <laughs> that Kevin was um, spying on him. But right. it makes me worried that that there's going to be retaliation. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But um...
0: I say it's too late. Whatever, he should die now. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, really I'm is really tough love. I really am tough love. I'm like, burn me once, bye. That's it. No second chances. Well,
1: not to continue to talk about people you're, who you're suspicious of or don't like, but my next note is just where is where is Agent Drake? Where'd she go? I miss her. She, she come is back.
0: <laughs> she is busy murdering, carrying out her father's no. legacy, and pining over the fact that Betty turned her down.
1: Well, that last part can be true, but I don't want the rest to be. So we'll I, be- <laughs> I
0: think she's got something to do with the Black Hood. I really the black hood. do. The black oh, hood. God! I'm sorry. Not the black hood. The freaking <laughs> TBK. TBK.
1: Trash bag killer. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I know what you mean. Um, I do have to. Oh, probably my most positive note um, of the episode is this next one because okay. I don't. I, I. If you have, I, I'm gonna take off my headphones and not listen to you if you have bad things to say about the scene, honestly, because I think it was so good. But the scene where. <laughs> Betty comes with, because the thing next is um, Percival, you know, threatening more things unless they bring him baby Anthony. And so Betty fakes it that she's bringing him baby Anthony. It's very obviously a doll. Oh but my god,
0: so fake.
1: So fake. I mean, uh, they obviously weren't, you know, that wasn't like a real trick for him. Because the real trick is that a bunch of people are invisible and they're all around him, surrounding him with guns and stuff. And they caught him. Um, it doesn't last, obviously, but I thought the scene itself was pretty cool. I thought it was cool, that, you know, when they came out of um, the invisibility and the you hear the them all breathing out because you have to hold your breath to remain invisible in the spell. And so I just thought that that scene, the moment where they all become visible again and has that, like, collective, like, breath from ev- I just thought that was cool. I don't know. Okay. Do you want to talk about it? You want to say your thoughts? No. Are you I'm sure?
0: Okay. I can. I mean, I, I can fault it. That's the problem. Because the fault is he's the devil or he's a demon or he's in cahoots with one of them. I don't know. Really? He can't tell that people are there and they're holding their breath? Even Elvis Dumbledore <laughs> knew that Harry Potter. Had the invisibility cloak on when he was inside of Hagrid's hut. And he stopped and he smiled. And then Cornelius Fudge was all like, Who are you looking at? Even Dumbledore.
1: Well, Dumbledore.
0: This guy is the devil.
1: Well, Dumbledore had experience with the cloak and knew what to look out for. He also knew. (laughs) <laughs> that Harry would be using it at all times, basically. So he knew what to look for. Also, Dumbledore is a
0: C-U-N-T. Oh, I thought you were going to say a homosexual.
1: <laughs> that took that
0: that really, a that really
1: <laughs> different <laughs> turn. That No, he gets no praise for being gay. He's He is not a part of the, the real team. At the end of the day, because he's a child abuser and he's a manipulative narcissist. But those are my thoughts on Albus Dumbledore.
0: Okay, but he's not the devil. Close. Okay, calm yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. I'm trying I under- to make a point.
1: I understand your point, but it already has been shown before that he isn't omniscient. So, and this has worked before. So since we have that... Like, since it wasn't, like, a new trick and we've seen it before, I didn't have the same reaction, I guess. Because I was just like, yeah, he's not uh, omnipotent. He's not, like, all seeing everywhere. So there are some things that can trick him.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't sure about that. Because even when Cheryl does that trick for the first time to get inside of his store... I didn't believe that he bought it. I was yeah, I just like, "Oh, he's just you know, he's pretending. just pretending to see like what happens next."
1: Yeah. Well, I think this confirms that that's not the case because uh, with all the additional work he had to put in, um, to get himself out of those stock the stockade, basically. I don't. I think he is. He is. Um. You know sensitive to invisibility <laughs> or not sensitive to invisibility. So
0: you're telling me this demon, his kryptonite is people holding their breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it seems like.
1: Alright, great.
0: Yeah. I love this. I love this. This is yep, I can I can go with you on that. <laughs> well, oh so damn
1: Well Archie's was a rock until it wasn't. Oh yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Betty just put on some sunglasses. Um, Veronica hmm. stopped having sex with people. Yeah. But I mean, is she even poisonous anymore? She hasn't mentioned it at all.
1: Yeah, she is. But uh, it just hasn't come up. Okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. 100%. Um, so let's get to the wedding. The Ugh. wedding happens.
0: It was trash. Um,
1: it was <laughs> it was trash. Um it was a wedding, you know? And then they Who's singing? Who sang? Someone sang.
0: Yeah, um. Was it Kevin? Yes. And someone yes. else. Uh, wasn't it him I and think... someone else? No, I thought it was just Kevin, no. and I was like, Oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah. All the exes are main participants in this wedding, specifically. Strange. Um, I The one thing I did love from the wedding is that all of the gay people had dates. Which, I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened in, a, like, in an event scene like this on TV before. Yeah, even like, Britta. Even Britta! <laughs> even Britta had a little date! It was so
0: cute! But yeah, yeah all cute. the
1: gays... All the gays had dates, and I just thought that was... I was like, I've never seen that before in a show, I don't think.
0: I mean, Veronica could have gotten a date. She just wanted to be there with Archie.
1: It does seem like that. Well, I guess we should talk about it now, because this is really tearing Veronica up in a way that it hasn't really before. Um, She's really, like, worked up in a way... I don't know if we've seen her be worked up about, about all this... And she goes to Tabitha, since Tabitha is a, you know, time traveler. And she asks Tabitha, who's Endgame? You've seen all the endings. Who is it? And we don't get the answer. Because everybody Um, dies. Because everybody dies. But I don't think they were going to go this way. But the reality behind, like, who's Endgame? Is it Betty or is it Veronica? And since Tabitha's gone through, like, all of these different versions of the future... The only answer that makes sense to me is that it depends on the situation. Like, if things work out one way, he ends up with Veronica. If things work out a different way, he ends up with Betty. Like, that makes the most sense to me.
0: You know what I think it means? What? Especially because they are ending the show. Yeah. I wonder if Veronica doesn't make it
1: oh interesting i think the final four make it
0: well we'll see we'll see if i was the showrunner and i knew the show was ending i'd fucking kill everybody (laughs) fuck well guys you know what to
1: look out for if you ever watch a show by jess (laughs) jesus christ
0: i don't know why i must have like woken up and chose violence today you did usually it's me
1: Maybe I, that's, that's just the second, like maybe that's the sidekick seat, and I usually sit in it, and it's usually one of. But I had a wonderful day, meanness. so I don't know why I like. <laughs> I'm like everybody's gonna
0: die. Kill well, everybody.
1: I, it's because it's because of the notes. It's all the notes' fault. They disappeared, and then and it pissed you off, and now you're taking out on everybody else, except for me, of course. Not me.
0: I do feel like I'm floundering a little bit because I don't feel like I have anything to like.
1: To hold on to, like Veronica, no emotional trigger to come back to every time. She's
0: a murderer. (laughs) She killed her dad. She doesn't deserve Um, love. She deserves therapy.
1: She didn't actually kill him.
0: She planned it. But she tried to take it back. Anyway. I still am just like, it was so easy for her to kill him where was she like six million seasons ago when like we really (laughs) when we really needed him to be dead (laughs) like if it was that freaking easy why didn't anybody think of it before do you want to know something scary that i think what (laughs) he's coming back well that's what i thought too because the way he died and like it was it was too no it was not legit no but i mean i'm also still waiting for chad michael murray because we never saw him get shot we heard it and then he was lying there on the ground
1: why did my brain make up that he exploded on the rocket?
0: No, the rocket never left. <laughs> I'm not sure right. it was ever going to, but he was dressed no. like Duke Kaboom, <laughs> which I have referenced more times than I care to say, but it was so effing yeah. funny. That um, poor, poor, beautiful specimen of a man deserved better.
1: He did, but he didn't get it. Um, he did not get it. Yeah, I think in terms of like, end of show and things on that i don't think the top i don't think the main four are gonna die
0: i somebody needs to (gasps) it's kevin kevin's gonna die that's fine
1: you know what is a shitty thing that i think about this season into the next season my my um theory about transitioned back to like riverdale riverdale yeah i don't think tabitha makes it
0: Well, I wonder, because if we're going to put Archie back with Veronica, Mm. Betty needs to go back with Jughead.
1: But I don't think they're going to kill Tabitha. I think it's that she's going to, like, not go back to Riverdale. Like, she's either going to go somewhere, she's, like, going to, I don't know. River Vale, I don't know what it is. Because the
0: thing is, she is a really good wholesome character. So, judge can't have too much longevity.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And Uh, when when person when when one person is like the moral character for a group, they die. You know what I mean? So it's
0: yeah, and it's definitely her. It's definitely her. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think she's, I think she's gonna die, or she'll get stuck.
1: Yes, it'll be
0: tragic. It'll be something. It'll be tragic. tragic. Yeah, but
1: yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I do, I do think Betty and Jughead are endgame, and I do think Veronica and Archie are endgame. I I really do. I guess we'll see if that goes differently. But in terms of like the Tabitha telling Veronica who is endgame, it sounded like she did know for sure who it was going to be. But in reality, for me, the actuality behind like looking at multiple different options in terms of how the future turns out, it could go either way. Very truly. Yeah. So, I'm also open to being wrong about maybe not being Veronica and Arch, but uh, or you know any of that stuff. But anyway, the wedding ends with murder, with death. Yeah,
0: they're not dead. We all know that. No, They'll they're be gonna back.
1: come back. They'll be it back was pretty next episode. Pretty sad. Uh, Betty's reactions to it. It would be genuinely horrifying if you were in a room and all of a sudden all the people started to fall down and die. Um, and i thought that Madeline and, and Betty did a great job with that Mad- madeleine and Betty Madeline <laughs> and Lily
0: <laughs> yeah, did but a great half job the time, it. how many times have we like referred to one as the character and one yeah. as the actor yeah
1: no it's yeah it's hard it's hard it is. I
0: didn't think that was
1: freaking nuts for Percy to actually do um did you just call him percy yeah I did I wrote it in my notes so I, I say that. <laughs> Percy. Um, but I have a big qualm with this. Okay. I wonder if you caught this as well. Tell me. One person died who should not have
0: died. Oh, okay. Hang on. They're Let not the try. oldest. Let me try and work this out. Um um, okay, so it's not going to be Veronica because you you've got Hermosa. Mm-hmm. Fangs, I don't know because we've never really talked about his family. But he died, right? Yeah, he died. Yeah, so we've got to assume he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, no, because Jason was the Jason was Older. born first. Betty, no, because Polly. Archie, yes, because he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. He's the only. Who else am I missing? So Jughead died.
1: Yeah, because he's Jughead, the oldest. No, he is not. He has a half-brother named Charles. Just like Betty. And she mentions Charles and Be- and Polly were older than her. Jughead should not have died because Charles is his brother.
0: And he was born first. Yeah, I think they forgot about that. Like I they, think they forgot, forgot. they forgetting... fucking forgot that Charles is his half brother. Because also, like, where is FP? You know, I know he left the series, but like, Charles is alive again. She's in like to, She's like in Tacoma or wherever. Tacoma, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wherever like they threatened to send Jug off to, he's with the he's with to the de- wife. Tedesca?
0: That's not a place, is it? No. Am I just making up words?
1: Tuscaluga. I don't know. It's. I'm
0: not from.
1: I don't know. Talladega. Don't... No, it's not Talladega. It's That's definitely not Talladega. Yeah, Talladega Heights. I think it's a place too. Oh
0: Ooh. no! I well, I'm I'm from Australia. I, mean, I don't it. know this. Where? <laughs> I'm, no, I have to find out. Where is Jughead from?
1: I was gonna say riverdale River, riverdale it did
0: <laughs>
1: that doesn't help me no because that's not the right question that, where did from fp go
0: originally no he's
1: originally from from riverdale
0: shit okay where is where is F- fp where is fp from on no he's riverdale. also from riverdale no, No, he's not. they're going to tell you
1: scream. <laughs> You're <laughs> oh, asking man. this all of the wrong ways.
0: He's so pretty. I where forgot how is good Jughead's looking he is.
1: Heads, mom?
0: Where is Jughead's mom from? Yeah, where's Jughead's mom? Because that's Tedes- where he went. Tedesco. Tedesco. No, I'm making that up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um... Toledo! Toledo! Toledo!
1: How did Fierced. you find it? I looked up where is Jughead's mom?
0: Which was the correct question to ask. No, mine were more entertaining for our listeners. (laughs) Okay, okay. We're like an hour
1: in. They need more entertainment from us.
0: Let's be real. Everybody's left at this point.
1: (laughs) And Toledo, Toledo is in Ohio, just so everybody knows. Which makes more sense as to why Jug, I think he went to a school in Ohio. I don't know. I think. Anyway doesn't matter um he shouldn't have died that was a major plot hole plot error uh what on their part
0: riverdale? we don't get plot holes on riverdale ever <laughs> your
1: face um <laughs> i also am curious about heather i don't know what her sibling situation is but i wonder if it's because she's not a riverdale resident that like the spell seemed to not affect her because she didn't say like oh yeah and i'm the youngest
0: too everybody because everybody else killed said her mom remember she didn't her mom kill her mom. Died in a terrible accident we don't know what happened cheek. heather is evil innocent till proven guilty or it's given
1: no. some sort of evidence that she's guilty but the most she's exciting thing
0: guilty for dressing like she's 15
1: that's also not her fault no, no she dresses
0: like she's a grandma
1: what do you mean dressing
0: like she's 15 well her skirts are very short
1: well, that's also not her fault. She's obviously very tall. She is From what we tall. saw this episode. So that's their fault. And then Again,
0: they put her in heels and she's giant.
1: Well, love a giant woman, to be fair. Um, <laughs> reminds me of home because my mom's really tall. Um, ah, okay. So that's where the giant woman, she's like six feet. Um, and I am not. Um, but
0: yeah, next episode we're going to see Sabrina yeah she's back again um was it you somebody was saying to me um that they thought she was coming back and i was like no she's already been on no that wasn't you that was somebody else i was chatting to about the show somebody was like oh yeah i saw sabrina's coming back and i was like no she's already been on and they were like oh i could have sworn i saw an advertisement for that and i was like nope you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> they were not wrong I, again Woke up, chose violence. Don't know why. Chose
1: violence. Yeah, no, but she, but she is back. She is. I'm down for that.
0: Uh, she kind of bit of a know it all. I mean,
1: you and I, not um, you know, on the record, not huge Sabrina.
0: No, I didn't enjoy it.
1: I liked liked the first season. I kind of got lost after that. I saw I, how it I, ended, and I hated the ending, so I don't feel desire to watch anymore.
0: I I had no interest. I watched a couple of episodes, and so I was like, I'm super not into this. Wasn't uh, that all the
1: Hail Satan stuff?
0: Maybe. It just wasn't what I wanted. It sure. just wasn't what I, I wanted. I, yeah, I mean, it's it was
1: definitely a departure from the original tv show which i think is very nostalgic for a lot of us in our age demographics
0: i I grew up watching that so that was kind of tricky too
1: yeah um so so it's hard to compete with that but i did like i liked some of the things that they were doing i liked how dark it was i liked the aesthetics of it um i'm also like not a big fan of the like direction that they went with her love interest i'm a big uh harvey Harvey yeah harvey fan like i love harvey so anyway but i'm excited to see her in this i thought that there could have been more from seeing her before and you know what i said the last time she was on which was that we didn't get to see her in pops and that was what i wanted so i'm hoping that we get a pop scene with her having a milkshake with somebody or maybe a small group of those who are still alive they don't got time for that i don't care i don't care She's visiting Riverdale, then she gets a, sm- a, a smoothie. She gets a milkshake. Bless you.
0: Thank you. I was trying You're to be wh- really quiet.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I ruined it because I said bless you really loud. But that's the end. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? <laughs> is that a um, good ending?
0: That's a great ending because we, we spoke a lot considering I had no notes. Um. Well, all I have is the baby Anthony counter. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, Which, this episode, considering it was kind of centered around him, was a whopping 12. No, beg your pardon, 11. 11. Whopping 11. So, I think we are at 41 for this season, which is (laughs) freaking batshit crazy.
1: or Yeah, pretty nuts.
0: We might be at more than It might be more.
1: We lost track of full count at some point. But it was definitely around 30 somewhere.
0: If I cared, I'd go back and, like, count, but I don't. No. So. No. Here we are. Well,
1: do I ask you what would Betty do? Oh, Or do you want to ask me? I can
0: ask you, because I got nothing positive to say. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, Heidi! What would Betty do? You know, Betty would
1: do some research into the weird, she was the only one who really seemed to care about the biblical plague stuff before, True. you know, it got really serious. So she would do her job while, you know, showing off a little, like, body yadi yadi in that see-through shirt. Yeah. Um, good for her. She's looks great. So she should do what she wants. Um, even at work, I guess. Uh, but... <laughs> Then from there, she would want to be chill and attend, you know, a cool wedding with of her friends with her beau. But instead, he dies. Um. So that's what Betty would do this episode. Yeah, except
0: no one's dead. They're. Oh, also, just yeah. real quick, when Tabitha was like, "Oh my god, Jughead!" Like she forgot about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh damn. Why? About him. Why are
0: we so dark?
1: No, it was. It's the show. It's not our fault. We're just following the show.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Well, um, I can't keep going with this show anymore. But here we are. <laughs> We're gonna. It's. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. We're just. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's. Um, let's just end this on this hysterical <laughs> note that it is and pray to god that next episode just gives us something a little bit more positive that we can cling on to so yeah all right high hopes (laughs) out there but you know positive vibes into the into the energy to to see if it delivers into the energy into the universe to see into the energy it's Um, all all the
1: same this show turns my brain to mush well bye
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next time for another episode of Betty Squared Bye. Um, Bye.